We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version, the day after Thanksgiving version. It is week 13 of the NFL season. I am Scott Jensen, joined as always by Andrew Laird. We are sponsored by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. We greatly appreciate their sponsorship all season long. If you could please rate or review the podcast, that'd be great also. It does go a long way towards helping the podcast, helping people find the podcast, which is a good thing also. Uh, Andrew, how are you? How's your Thanksgiving? How's everything going? Uh, everything's good. Uh, Thanksgiving was good, aside from uh, my DFS team's... I got smashed yesterday, which... Ugh, uh, ugly games, ugly games. Yeah, I it was weird. I wasn't going to play much at all, and then I was like, it's Thanksgiving, I'll obviously play. And I really didn't end up watching much football, and I it was a very opposite how I usually do Sundays, because I usually watch a ton of football, but I don't check my scores at all. And uh, yesterday, just seeing some of the players I had kind of pop up on my phone, I'm like, oh, this is... This is not going to be a good game, good day. So it was at least like I was able to avoid watching all of my players be awful. <laughs> so uh, that was a nice little uh, Thanksgiving treat. But excited to jump to get past that and into this Sunday slate. Yeah, aside from a couple onside recoveries by the Falcons and watching Jason Garrett squirm, there wasn't much to watch yesterday, to be honest. He's I, well, speaking of Garrett, like uh, Jerry Jones said after that, like he just can't picture his team being coached by anyone else, which. Uh, is that's crazy. Like it's, I saw a quote that said that uh, if they don't, if they fire him, they have no chance of going to the Super Bowl this year. I was like, um, I think that holds either way. (laughs) I, yeah, I, I just don't know why people think they're good. Like I'm, I haven't, 
Why egg, are they egg is there against the Cowboys, and B, they've got a lot of good players, but I mean, they're 6-6, six and six, and I mean, they got pretty dominated yesterday. That was yeah. it's not impressive in any way. Yeah, I mean, in, they lost to the Jets. Shouldn't that be enough? Is, the, is that a bad thing? Should you? I think you should be automatically disqualified from playoff consideration. <laughs> I like it. Let's uh, let's see if Roger Goodell will go for that. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump into this slate. Obviously, we we lose a, a number of games this week because we have the the three Thanksgiving games. We lose New England and Houston on the Sunday night, and Minnesota and Seattle really good game on Monday night actually. But uh, interesting slate. We've got a lot of low total games. We only have one game that's a total over fifty. That's Oklahoma or Oakland at uh, Kansas City. Chiefs favored by ten over under fifty one and a half in that game. Uh, I think we're seeing some uh, some poor offense. We're also seeing weather come into play. It's a time of year where you actually do have to check weather uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, no, it's still not. Huh? I mean, I, sure, you should absolutely check the weather, but like, I think uh, people make a, a big deal about what they perceive as things that affect game outcomes when they really don't. Like, I I think you're better off just watching line movements instead of weather patterns. Yeah, you'll see, and you'll see some lines drop if, if, if it's actual real weather. I actually agree with you. I tend to think that if uh, I'm looking at extreme weather, I'm looking at a lot of wind is the only things that really let it affect me too much. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's really what it comes down to. Like when people say, like, man, it's really raining. And it's like, okay, well, it's it's just rain. Like pe- they yeah. can play in there. No, 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 the ball's slippery. So it'll be harder to throw. And, and you're like, okay, I mean, is it actually? And then you see somebody throws for 350 yards in the rain and you're like, oh, right. maybe not. Yeah, just make sure it's actually real well. Like the 49ers right. Redskins game earlier this year, there was like a monsoon and it finished nine nothing. Like I just uh, you just have to avoid the extreme games. Those are pretty clear on Sunday morning, which ones are going to be super extreme. Right, 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 exactly. And but the Niners uh, Redskins game, like the total dropped in that game when it, it came. So it was a monsoon. Obviously, it didn't drop to nine, but like um, <laughs> yeah, still went under. <laughs> yeah, you can see it. Um, so we've got we've got Oakland and Kansas City. We mentioned fifty one and a half there. The next highest total game is Tampa Bay at Jacksonville. Tampa Bay is obviously uh, always in this uh, conversation because they score some points and they give up a lot of points. Over under in that game is forty eight. Bucks is one and a half. Uh, but those are the only two games that are over forty eight. Andrew, I think it's the lowest uh, lowest amount of games uh, in in that range we've had all year. Yeah, and the bottom of this slate is pretty ugly. Is pretty low. Like uh... it is. Yeah, there's there's four games at forty one or less on the Vegas total. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, it's going to be an interesting slate of trying to find uh, the right games to stack, the right players to, to pull out of these games that don't have high totals. Right. And amazingly, of the four games that that 41 and uh, have and below, it does not include Tennessee-Indianapolis, which, like, if you told me yeah. that was 20, I'd believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, – we have Jets at Cincy is 41. Uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh with a uh, new quarterback for the Steelers is 39 and a half. Washington at Carolina, obviously Christian McCaffrey's on the good side of that, but Dwayne Haskins for Washington over under 40 there. And then the Chargers at Denver, a game that uh, we used to think of in the past as pretty high scoring, high flying over under there is 39. So it's a, it's kind of a gross set of games there at the bottom. It's really gross. And not to say that there aren't players in those games that I want to play, but like, um, it's actually the, the middle group that I don't know what to do with and maybe I'll just avoid it altogether. And we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's uh, we'll, we'll we'll get there as we go through. Any other thoughts on the on the overall slate before we jump into running backs? Uh, I mean, it's a McCaffrey slate, so like that that will kind of decide everything um, as we jump into running backs. But it, um, you know, he's again like by far the most expensive player. He's got this fantastic matchup. He finally is uh, higher now on Fanduel. Then he's been on DraftKings is still keeping him at 10, 5, 11,000 on FanDuel. So yep. you at least have some decisions to make. But I think there's 
I think there's some some obvious paths to get McCaffrey this week. So I think, you know, as much as I want to be like, it's a McCaffrey week, I think this is actually one of the easier ones to fit him in. Yeah, and I think in a, in a cash lineup, McCaffrey is right. uh, is pretty much uh, set in a line. I think it'll be a pretty high percentage this week with uh, him being easily being the top. And there's no, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara played last night. Uh, we, you know, Ezekiel Elliott played last night. So we've got uh, some guys off the slate. But let's jump into McCaffrey. Um, he is home against the Redskins. Obviously, a really good matchup. It's just crazy how matchup proof, game script proof he is right now. He was 22 of 64 last week rushing, and he ended up with 34.3 Fanduel <laughs> points. I mean, it's it's crazy. He had he had nine catches, 69 yards, but then scored twice. It just it's crazy how no matter what happens, I mean, the week before they scored three points, and he had 33 fan or DraftKings points. It's incredible how much he's scoring, even in games where he doesn't really go crazy. Yeah, and like that's almost the the weird thing about it is that like you're expecting some like crazy stat lines and I mean his his stat lines are crazy for a running back yep. so like the the targets that he's getting um you just don't see out of out of uh running backs like we're I'm kind of look pulling him up here he's at 83 targets right now um like Devonte Parker who everyone's like oh well he's been getting a ton of targets he also has 83 and like <laughs> Cortland Sutton Sutton has 85 Galladay has 85 with an extra game and it's like the being able to get that many targets uh, and obviously like his a dot's not going to be that high because he's a running back, but like to get that many targets and also get the vast majority of the carries from that team uh, is crazy. And I feel like the, what it comes down to with McCaffrey um, is, and we had this last week, like I didn't play McCaffrey last week because we had um, Camara and who was the other guy? Or was that last Dalvin, week? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook or whatever it was. Um, no, Dalvin Cook was on bye last week. Was it was, there, was one of the, there was one other guy there. Yeah, yeah there whatever was, it was, I faded yeah. McCaffrey and it was a horrible decision. And I think what you, what you lose when you fade McCaffrey, and this sounds really stupid, but you lose the guaranteed points. Like we're paying for the guaranteed points, but you, I think people are really underestimating the fact that um, when you fade him, and you play other guys, and you're like, these guys have really good floors, and if they have, like, a ceiling game, like, they can get, like, 30 to 40 points. And McCaffrey is averaging 30 to 40 points. And so um, he has this, like, the, the separation between his floor and ceiling is really not that high because his floor is ridiculous. And so when you don't play him, like, you obviously get the extra salary, but you have to realize that you're actually looking for, like, a 70th percentile finish from you need a 75th, 70, 75th percentile finish in terms of projections from the other guys just to get to McCaffrey's 50th. And so that's when you're like, why am I not just taking the guy I know is going to get to 30? Which, like, it's crazy to, like, say that out loud. Like, but you're right. Like, the, the, the game script doesn't matter. Like, if they fall behind, then you, he's going to get 12 targets instead of eight. And if they get ahead, he's going to get 22 carries instead of 15. And he's like their entire offense. Um, apologies to DJ Moore. Uh, but <laughs> I love I mean, DJ Moore. Yeah. But like that's that's what you're getting. And for some reason, um, DraftKings continues to price him at 10.5 when I think realistically he should be like 12 or 12.5 um, because that's that's what he's worth versus like the floor that he's giving you versus the other guys on the slate, particularly this slate where I feel like you can make an argument against every other running back down to like a 5,000 range. Um, and at that point, like you're, you're getting what you pay for, but 
It's crazy. So he has 357.9 DraftKings points on the year. Third place, the third highest running back, is 130 points behind him. That's wild. Two, Austin Eckler with 226.1 is the third highest running back. I mean, that's that pretty is crazy insane. too. Yeah, he has. I mean, it. I can't believe how much it is. One guy ahead of, ahead of Eckler. It's Dalvin Cook. He has 272. So he's 85 points ahead of the next highest running back on the season. That is almost impossible. And the fact he's 130 points out of third place is actually impossible. And, but and so like that's the there's your proof right there that like when you're right. like yeah oh, you were you were talking about that and i figured i'd look it up and see just how much the separation was and i'm even surprised how big it is yeah so when you go into a slate and you're like no no, no i'm just gonna pay down for cook and it's like all right well you're you're getting fifteen hundred two thousand dollars in salary for 15 fewer points like guaranteed points and so if that's what you want then i mean you know that the risk is there uh but i just that is wild that is just wild yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, and these are the top uh, 12 guys all have played 11 games, so it's not like he's played an extra game right. or other guys have been hurt. I mean, this is, you're looking at the list, and that also includes uh, two terrible games against Tampa Bay, like yeah, the best run defense in the NFL. It's it's pretty wild. I mean, he's got uh, he has uh, I'm doing the math real quick. He has 1,700 combined yards through 11 games. Yeah. That's that's crazy in this NFL. That, that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. And obviously, it's a good matchup this week. Uh, Bo Scarborough had 18 for 98 against the Redskins last week. So uh, let's let's jump on to the other running backs. I think it's pretty clear that McCaffrey's awesome. It's just a matter of if you want to fit him in. I think this is a week that uh, you want to fit him in. Uh, if we jump down, uh, probably next on this list is Derrick Henry, who's been really hot lately. Two touchdowns in each of his last three games. He's 7,600 on DraftKings, but up to 8,600 on FanDuel. They've, they've priced yeah. him higher most of the season. Uh, last week, Henry was 6,900 on DraftKings. It was really popular. Um, 188, 159 yards the last two weeks. He's been really good. He is at Indy. They haven't allowed 100 yards to running back all year. Haven't allowed 80 yards to running back since week three. Uh, volume is locked in on Henry. Uh, how do you feel about Henry this week uh, at, at Indy? Um, it's funny. I, I looked at his price on FanDuel first. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's like always priced up on FanDuel. Like he's the yeah. second most expensive running back there. Uh, but then I look on DraftKings and only Nick Chubb is ahead of him in the uh, non-McCaffrey tier. So like Henry's third. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I, I like Henry was like 40 something percent owned last week in a lot of cash games or a lot of, a lot of double up. Excuse me. And I heard like multiple people like I can't believe he was that high. And like. 6,900 because they're like, yeah, he doesn't catch passes. He's like not your prototypical cash game running back, but like 6,900 was way too cheap for that matchup. Like you knew he was going to get the the touches. I don't know this week. Like, like you said, like uh, Indy really has been pretty, very good against the run. And um, you're not going to rely on extra targets for Henry to get you there. So 7,600 seems pretty expensive to me just because there are guys further down the list that I think you're, you know, you're, they're going to get at least higher value touches. Like Henry still might get, 20 carries, but like 20 for 73 yards is like not going to do, even with a touchdown is really not going to get you there for 7,600. So I'm, I'm probably passing on Henry this week. Yeah. I, that's, that's kind of where I felt too. I haven't fully built everything, but uh, I was kind of a pass to, especially because the, the indie defense is on the road. It's on the road and the indie defense has been pretty good against the yeah. run. Uh, so dropping down a little bit, I mean, do you, do you like Leonard Fournette? Any interest in Saquon Barkley this week? Any of these guys in the $7,000 range that you're like Le'Veon Bell, uh, any of them jump out to you? Uh, I, I found like a reason to not play any of them. Um, yeah. like Fournette against Tampa. Like, I think we've seen enough of Tampa that it's just not worth taking the risk. Certainly in cash games, like there are other guys you can play. Um, Saquon Barkley looks like a great matchup at home against the Packers who really haven't been that great against the run. 
but you're going back to having to believe that the Giants are going to figure out a way to use Barkley effectively. And there's just too long of a track record this season where it's just not there. And so um, I passed on him. Uh, Connor, James Connor against Cleveland, sounds like even if he does play, he's really banged up. Um, like I think, yeah, I think normally, that, that, has, that has a risk of like three carries and back out of the game. I don't, right. I'm not touching that right. situation. Right. I think a fully healthy Connor, you, you probably sure. would be considering. Yeah. yeah. And then I got down to Le'Veon Bell and it's like matchup against Cincinnati is perfectly fine. Like 7,200 feels like a lot to me though, just for a, a fine matchup. And that's another one. Like the jets have done a, a significantly better job than the giants in terms of getting the running backs involved, but you're still not getting tremendous um, upside from from Bell just because they're I mean they're throwing the ball a little more like Darnold seems a little more comfortable now so they're not going to you know Bell's going to be the workhorse but I don't see 25 carries coming out of them unless they get ahead which uh, as a Jets fan is just not something you ever consider. Uh, I mean, the Jets score like 40 a week now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I tweeted uh, my favorite stat of the whole season that right now there are only th- two teams that have scored 30 points in three straight games and it's the Jets and the Ravens. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think the Ravens have actually done it like five or six games in a row. But um, the know. Ravens have uh, the Ravens have won by thirty four points three weeks in a row. That's wild. That is just yeah. wild. Um, I and then you look at Josh Jacobs and you're like, oh, Josh Jacobs against Kansas City. Kansas City's really bad against the run. Uh, and the problem is, he, not only is he a little banged up, uh, but we saw literally just last week. Um, that he gets game scripted out when they fall behind. Uh, yep. And that happened against the New York Jets in their 34-3 to win. Um, and, I mean, I expect Kansas City to kill the Raiders. So, like, I, it just seems like there's not, like, a very clear path for Jacobs to, to have, like, his, you know, he needs volume. Uh, and so now just going through all of that, I've eliminated every running back at <laughs> 6,900 on DraftKings and up. Uh, other than McCaffrey. And so I, I was thinking to myself, like, when you do that, the further you go, the easier it becomes to play McCaffrey. And so for sure, um, you get in. And then, I mean, the next three guys, salary wise, uh, all have the same problem to me. It's Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. And they all have fine matchups this week. And none of them, I have the confidence that they're going to get enough touches that I want to play them at those prices, even though they're you know, less than all those other guys. I think they all are like, okay. Uh, and I think they're perfectly fine in GPPs, but for cash games, it's like tough to rely on, on volume because the teams just don't seem to want to give it to them aside from girly two games ago. Yeah. I think of those three that you mentioned, Gurley's probably the most interesting because he's so, he's super cheap on DraftKings at 6,500 there. He is playing a lot of snaps the last three weeks. He was terrible last week. He had 19 total yards, but he's have a bunch of touches. Killed, though. Like, they did get killed. Yeah, it was just one of those games that, that you can throw that Baltimore game out the right. window. I mean, he was he was so bad, but they were also bad. And they just kind of got blitzed there. But uh, I think Gurley at least is, uh, you know, playing a bunch of snaps the last three weeks. I just that Rams offense is impossible to figure out right now. You know, Jared Goff didn't throw a touchdown the whole month of November. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's just crazy how that offense has fallen apart from where we were a year ago. I mean, if it was just a year ago. They played that 54-51 game against the Chiefs, and it seems five years ago. Yeah, totally, totally. I think you're right that Gurley is the one that you want, of of those three at least. Um, somebody tweeted something out recently that uh, the Packers are like the number one rushing team in the NFL if they just use Aaron Jones. Right. But they're like 21st because they don't. 
or it, I, the 21st is not it, but like, it's like Jamal Williams has been so incredibly inefficient and there's like to the point where it's like baffling that he even touches the ball. And yet it's like, it's like a 55, 45 split in terms yeah, of like I mean, total touches. You look at Jones's touches, not even carries last week. So it's 12, 13, 13. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, it's crazy to me. I mean, he, he's become extremely touchdown dependent when he scores once or twice, or even three times a few weeks ago, he's really good, but you, you have to get those touchdowns because he just doesn't get enough yards. He doesn't touch the ball enough. Right. Like he has only scored touchdowns in four games this year. And, uh, three of them, he scored multiple. Right. So like it's, 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 or maybe it's five games, excuse me. Uh, and so like the upside, I mean, that's like a classic GPP play right there. It's guys who can, he can go off, but like he normally doesn't. And so I just, uh, I don't know. He, he, he's playing the giants. Like he should be getting 35 touches because like, why wouldn't you just, just kill the giants everywhere? And like, he's not getting targeted at all recently. Cause those are all going to Williams now, yep. at least in the, among running backs. And so there's three more guys and I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I'd really need to play them either. And so you just keep going down the, the salary list. Yeah. I want to jump back out to one guy. And that's Leonard Fournette. Um, I know that they go against Tampa Bay defense. It's incredible how much he's using the passing game. Right? He had 12 yeah. targets last week, nine catches. He has 25 targets last three weeks. He's kind of become, you know, one of their receivers when, when they get into third down, um, Tampa Bay has been good against the all year, but Fournette should get volume. Uh, 7,500 on DraftKings, 7,600 on FanDuel. He was down on FanDuel for a number of weeks. Now he's uh, back up a little bit. Uh, it's a tough game to figure out, though. But, you know, we talk about over-unders, and that feels like one of those games, Tampa Bay at Jacksonville, that, you know, maybe you could see that turning to a little bit of shootout. Nick Foles has been throwing the ball a lot in his first couple of games. Uh, Fournette is a weapon. Tampa Bay is not good on defense, although they played pretty well last week. Um, against Matt Ryan, but I don't really count anything against Matt Ryan anymore after <laughs> watching him play last night. It was so bad. Uh, but that feels like one of those games that, you know, if we look up and that's 35-31, I wouldn't be totally shocked. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on that. Um, the A lot of the targets recently for Fournette had come as a kind of because he wasn't getting many carries. Like he only had 19 carries in the two games previous to last week combined. Right. Uh, but then, yeah, 24 carries for 97 rushing yards, two touchdowns, of course. Um, and then Finally. yeah, the nine catches on 12 targets. So, I mean, I, I understand like why, why he should get some thoughts and like, I think he, if you want to game stack that one, I think it makes sense because you can do the receivers and him just because they're throwing the ball so much, but yeah, for cash, I'm, I'm staying, I'm still staying away from Tampa. Yeah, Josh Jacobs is really interesting to me. You mentioned him. Uh, I love him. It just it, the fact with the game script is 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 my concern. There. I mean, I, I like the price on him at sixty nine hundred on DraftKings. I think he's really good. Uh, I just don't know how much they can hang in that game. It's on the road. Um, you know, they have to figure they're going to want to get the run established early. But you know, if they get behind really quick to Kansas City, you know, like you said, he gets game script out. He's he's much more productive in in wins. He's like he scores like twice as many uh, fancy points in wins. Um, Henry Derrick Henry smashed them a couple weeks ago. He had one hundred eighty eight yards. The yeah. match up's really really good but like you said if it's 21 to 3 in the middle of the second quarter it, it's a big problem yeah it, it's it's the defensive matchup i don't mind at all like i would sign up for that for sure right 6900 but um like now that mahomes is back and like he's fully healthy like i just i could just see them going out early, just like that i see them going out early and then that means jacobs isn't going to get 25 carries which is you know you need 20 carries out of jacobs for him to have a good game Right. And I just don't see that path on a more realistic basis. So last guy I wanted to get into before we jump down into the cheap guys is Nick Chubb. You mentioned him quickly when you mentioned he was the, the second highest guy on DraftKings. 
Uh, I think he's going to be extremely low owned this week uh, at Pittsburgh. He's priced up in a range where people just like everybody else a little bit more, but he has 20 plus carries in six straight games. He has over 85 rushing yards in eight of his last nine games. Uh, did have actually 58 receiving yards last week. You know, the Kareem Hunt thing had, was a thing for a couple weeks and, you know, Hunt was involved last week, but Chubb actually caught a couple passes also and did something with them. Uh, I wonder in a GPP if Nick Chubb at like 4% in this game might be really, really fun. You could do Chubb and Fournette. Yeah, you could. In you could GPP. go both those guys. Obviously, yeah. there's no McCaffrey then. But I think Correct. in a GPP, I think Chubb, Chubb it's, it's a week where Chubb is going to be under-owned. Um, you know, at Pittsburgh is usually tough, and their defense has been, you know, obviously the strength of that team as their offense has struggled most of the year. But uh, I think Chubb is so good that uh, he can do a lot against anybody. He's explosive. He can have a big play against anybody. Uh, I'm intrigued in GPP. I don't think I'd go with him in a, in a cash game. But in a GPP, I think Chubb is uh, an interesting play this week. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think it's a good, great call. So let's jump down a little bit. Actually, a lot of a bit. A lot of, um, yeah, a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah. The next guy that uh, – next couple of guys that I've highlighted here, we have Jonathan Williams is 5,300 on DraftKings, 6,800 on FanDuel, has taken over the the, the RB1 role for the Colts, uh, over 100 yards rushing in the last two weeks. Uh, Tennessee was really good against the run most of the year, but, uh, you know, Fournette did have 97 yards, two touchdowns, two touchdowns last week, although it was a lot, lot, a lot of carries. And then McCaffrey smoked them uh, a few weeks ago. But overall, Tennessee's been pretty good against the run. Any Jonathan Williams interest this week? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I, um, so the, did they play, they played Thursday, right? Against, uh, Houston. Was that a, the Houston game was Thursday? Whatever yes. it was. I wrote about Last it. Last week was, yeah, yeah. Thursday, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wrote about it. Uh, and I wrote about Williams because I'm like, you know, uh, obviously Marlon Mack is out and Jordan Wilkins was coming back from injury and it looked like Williams was going to get a bunch of the target or a bunch of the carries, which he did. Um, but I, so when I, I mean, we're here this week, he's really cheap and I'm like, Oh, Jonathan Williams. So I see, I'm like, let me check in on Jordan Wilkins. Uh, just, you know, what, what's the news here? Right. So I go to Rotowire, pull up Jordan Wilkins and it says that, um, Frank Reich wants to get Wilkins more involved. And I'm like, okay, well, what did he do last week? Um, one offensive snap. And I'm like, okay, so getting involved more could be two snaps, you know, like right. obviously that's unlikely to be the case, but like it was, my thought was like, am I getting to a point here where I think there's going to be like some 50, 50 split or what, what is the split going to be? And it's like getting Wilkins more involved literally could be like two carries, three carries, few targets. Like is, that's not enough for me to think of not playing Williams. Like I think I actually think that there are five running backs in this range that you could play in cash games and Williams is definitely one of them. And so, and the match, like you said, Tennessee's been getting blown up. Basically it's feels tough to like include McCaffrey in that. Like he obviously contributes to their poor stats, but um, Williams is obviously not McCaffrey, but uh, yeah, I think Williams is definitely a good play. Um, And I think the other guys like, because there are five guys down here that I can definitely consider, like that's even more of like, why would I pay up for Gurley, Aaron Jones, Jacobs? Like, I think these guys are are just as good um, in terms of like potential touches that, so it's, it's um, Williams, uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, Philip Lindsay, Miles Sanders, and Ronald Jones. Like, I think all of those guys, um, could probably be priced a thousand dollars more, and you'd still at least like think about it. But because they're so much cheaper, I think they and I'm not going to do it. But I think you could even consider whatever the Chiefs' backfield situation is if Damian Williams doesn't play, um, because even that's another one that like they could get ahead and start start running the ball. So 
Do you, did you consider any of those guys? And if so, like which ones did you like? Uh, my my favorite by far is probably Philip Lindsay. I was surprised at his price, five thousand on DraftKings. He's clearly the number one guy in that backfield right now. He has sixty touches to uh, thirty two for Royce Freeman in the last four weeks. Uh, only over a hundred yards once. Hasn't topped fifty receiving yards. He hasn't really had any blow up games, yeah. but uh, I think he's a good player. I think he'll be really involved. Um, you know, the Chargers are in the bottom ten of uh, in defenses allowing fancy points to backfield. So I think the matchup works well too. Um, I was just a little surprised at how low he was priced on on DraftKings. I looked him I up. I was like, yeah, he'd probably be fifty eight hundred, six thousand. He was five thousand. Uh, really jumped out to me. I like Jonathan Williams too. Um, yeah, I just uh, Miles Sanders is tough. He had. 64 snaps in each of the last two weeks. So really involved with, with Jordan Howard uh, not playing last week, but just not doing anything with his touches. This Eagles offense is tough to figure right now. They're just not playing well. Um, did have five targets last week, but he was he only had 12 carries and, and three catches in his 64 snaps. So he's out there a lot, but not really doing much with him. And it feels like every week we're like, oh, well, Miles Sanders is cheap this week. Oh, he's going to get a lot of playing time. Oh, he's explosive. And then he just doesn't do anything. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Like I actually haven't played Sanders yet. Um, I've like taken every week that like you could play Sanders. Like I think I played Ronald Jones one of the weeks and I'm trying to think of who the other, uh, pay down guy would have been. But like, I agree with you. Like it's, everything should be there. Uh, yep. and so, um, but you're right. Like the Eagles it's, and it's not like he's, he's losing a lot of carries to somebody else. Like they're just throwing the ball more and like, he's just not yeah. all that heavily targeted. And so. What's weird is that Carson Wentz has been so bad that you'd think like maybe we should run the ball a little more and it's just that's not part of it. Yeah, I mean he's got you look at the last five games, he had that one good game where he had the the big run against Buffalo. But yeah. I mean his games, I mean four of those five, he's playing a lot of snaps and just not I mean, he has twelve, thirteen carries is most he's had all year. So it's not like we're looking at just a small sample, but you know, since he's been playing more, still 10, 11, 12 carries the last three weeks, uh, you know, two three, two and three catches. It's just not that involved. I mean, he's explosive. He could break a big play at any point, but I don't know. In a cash game, I think you want a little more volume than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree. I mean, and, and it's not like Lindsey is like a huge volume no, guy either, though. He's not um, either. But um, it, it, I mean, I guess I guess down here you're 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 not going to get everything you want. I mean, I guess Jonathan Williams is probably the the volume guy down here right now. He had a lot of carries last week, but like you said, there is Wilkins and Naheem Hines. But I think it's pretty clear that you know as long as the game is uh, is somewhat in range, that he, Jonathan Williams will get the ball a bunch this week. Yeah, like. I, I was just be like, well, Ronald Jones has the has the volume, but like he doesn't either. Like his last three games, eleven carries, four carries, twelve carries. He has touchdowns in three straight games. There were three and he, or four. And he he looks good too. And yeah. he, I mean, he definitely passes the eye test. But yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay just drops back and throws the ball over and over and over. Like you mentioned, uh, you look at that those last three weeks. There's no games over twelve carries. It's hard to get uh, hard to get behind that too. Yeah. So really the guy that I'm most intrigued about and I'm hoping you can convince me to play him or not play him is Kenyon Drake. Like Chase Edmonds is back and Drake has had this like run of uh ridiculous play. I, like David Johnson's like just not even a consideration anymore, which is kind of nice. Um, both in terms of like thinking about playing him and what he could do to Drake, like Drake, like 14 targets in the last two games, 12, ca- 12 catches in that span. Um, do you think he, has enough volume between the carries and the uh, targets to be as good as Lindsay or Williams. Is Chase Edmonds definitely playing? He's definitely back. Like he, or yeah, he's, he's practicing fully. Too. So I'll yeah. put it that way. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, it, it, I think a lot depends on what you think of the the Rams from this Monday night game. If you just throw that game out as kind of an aberration or if you are, are you know worried about their defense at all, because they have been really good against running backs for like five straight weeks. And then Mark Ingram thrashed them. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's thrashed them. Uh, Gus Edwards even had 55 yards in that game. But I think that's a game where you just I'm literally just going to throw it out the window. I think it just got rolling on them in the wrong way. It was a weird pressure game and they just got behind early. And then just Lamar Jackson, I think, is just one of those freak instances where you kind of throw out the games against Baltimore because it's just is different than anything else you see. Although, you know, Kyler Murray coming in, you're like, oh, well, suddenly there's a little bit of similarity there. A guy with a, you know, a bit a, a good arm and a little inaccurate sometimes, but can run the ball. Uh, so maybe it matches up kind of similarly. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think that uh, I think Drake's interesting. I think he's he's really shown a lot since he's uh, you know been uh, been on the Cardinals. Played really well against the Niners twice. That first game against the Niners, that that the Halloween game. Oh my gosh! Like you're like you're like oh well, this is the guy that everybody's been talking about for two years that uh, you know Adam Gaze refused to play and you know whoever the Dolphins coach is now uh, refused to play also Brian <laughs> Flores. It's Flores, right? Flores, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, didn't really play. I mean, you can see the talent coming out. And you're like, oh, this is what we saw when when he flashed. So yeah, I think that uh, I think Drake is really interesting in this race. I do worry a little bit about Trace Edmonds because he looked so good that one game he played and he was really explosive and and, and really took over. But um, I think Drake will be involved. I think he might be a little bit less involved if Edmonds is there. But at 5600, uh, I think he's playable. I think I prefer John the Williams and Philip Lindsay a little bit more. But uh, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's in a, in a big range at all. Do you think it's more realistic, though, that Drake gets more touches than Lindsey? Yes. Yeah. I think they, especially because he's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's had, what, uh, seven targets each of the last two games. So they're using him out of the backfield. My favorite stat about those targets, though, 12 catches, uh, 29 yards total. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ni- 19 yards total. I, I, I carried the one incorrectly. Cur- <laughs> <laughs> um. 12 for 19. He has 6 for 6 and 6 for 13 on those targets. I mean, granted, in PPR and, and DraftKings, who cares? But um, that's really some bad offense right there. Um, what's even better is that um, of the 6 receiving yards he had, his long was 4. Oh. And then of the 13, his long was 9. Uh, wow, so he so actually that's, that's had 5, five for catches four for 4. The other. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. uh, Hey, welcome. welcome to Nick Bosa. Yeah, I mean, it's... You're right. Full point per point per reception. Like I'll I'll happily take that. But anyway, I think people who play McCaffrey and in cash games with three running backs, I think most people will play McCaffrey and two of these cheaper guys just because. Yeah. Um. You know, you're getting a a thousand dollar savings from the Gurley Jones Gordon group and two thousand from the Barkley Fournette group, and I think that's that's valuable this week. Any interest in uh, Jamal Williams? Um, no. Six and eight targets in two of his last three, but uh, I'm uh, I'm a I'm a big no on that one too. It's not a good game script for them to really have to pass the ball out either. It's just it's just weird he's catching the ball so much. Well, yeah, and I mean it's why you you don't play Aaron Jones. Like it's really frustrating yep. that that that's what we're down to, but. Um, and, and obviously, if, if James Conner has a setback or something happens there, then Benny Snell becomes an interesting play at 4,700 draftings. But it looks like Conner's going to go. He practiced uh, partially on Thursday. Snell was pretty good last week, 21 for 98. Yeah. Uh, the Browns have allowed a running back over 50 yards in the last three weeks, and he doesn't really catch the ball. But I think he kind of gets in this mix, though, if Conner somehow is ruled out. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I feel like we said it last week, or maybe it wasn't even on the podcast. But like when Connor was ruled out and Edmund or excuse me, Samuels was so expensive, 
and was like, are we sure that Snell's not just actually going to get all the carries? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's what it is. But yeah, Connor playing ruins all three of them, which is just more convenient than anything else. Cause I didn't really want to play any of them, but the last, the other guy I wanted to ask you about is Darius Geis, who, um, it sounds like Peter, I mean, Peterson pretty much like doesn't practice at all now, which, <laughs> um, you know, doesn't really help when you're like, Oh, maybe he won't play. Cause he always seems to end up playing, but if Peterson doesn't play Geis against the Panthers de- run defense, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, my thoughts are I don't want to play him. Okay. I just he's just not. I mean, he's playing twenty and twenty six snaps. They're bringing him along so slowly that I think uh, j- even if Peterson doesn't play, I think uh, you know I guess that he's suddenly going to play forty five snaps and have twenty carries. I think it's just such a huge leap right now for how they're bringing him along. Yeah, he doesn't really look good. He had that one big catch two weeks ago that against the Jets that was nice, but seven rushes for twenty four yards, ten for thirty two. Their offensive line sucks. They suck. Um, Dwayne Haskins sucks. I just think that it's. Jeez, uh, how do you really feel? <laughs> yeah, I like Terry, I love Terry McLaurin. Um, I just think it's a I think it's a leap of faith to think that suddenly he's going to be like eighteen for eighty five and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Darius guys is talented, but I just think they're bringing him along really slowly. They have no reason to push him. They're not playing for anything. I just I, I think it's uh I think it's a, a too big of a leap of faith in me to to see him as a playable DFS guy right now. Okay, I'm with that. So before we jump into the quarterbacks and receivers, a note from our sponsor, Yahoo. For sports and betting fans in the New Jersey area, this is a moment you've been waiting for. Sports betting is available today on Yahoo Sports and the Yahoo Sports app powered by BetMGM. Yahoo Sportsbook powered by BetMGM allows fans nationwide to view betting odds across a variety of sports and users of a legal age to bet in the state of New Jersey can click through the odds to place bets on BetMGM. New users 21 or older in New Jersey can make their first $10 deposit and receive $100 in free bets. Go to BetMGM.com slash Yahoo to get started and for full offer terms and conditions. Also, Yahoo Daily Fantasy continues to launch new fancy daily contests every day. Visit yahoo.com daily fantasy slash daily fantasy to enter an NFL, NBA, or NHL contest today. So, Ada, we've got uh, we've got some interesting pass catchers and, and, and quarterbacks this week. Uh, the first guy at the top to always talk about is Lamar Jackson. 7,000 on DraftKings. They priced him down in this matchup against the 49ers. Uh, 8,700 on FanDuel. They did not price him down there. Uh <laughs> Lamar is on fire. Five touchdown passes in the in the standalone Monday night game last week. Uh, he's been a top three quarterback in eight of the last 11 weeks, which is wild. Um, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson have run well against the 49ers defense the last three weeks. And those in those three games, Kyler played them twice. How much do you um, factor in this 49ers defense against Lamar? The 49ers defense is on historical levels in terms of a, a pass yards allowed so far right now, which is wild in today's nfl they could potentially set that record uh but obviously lamar uh you know his weapon comes from being able to run the ball for 90 yards a game that kind of thing he could throw that through that in there anytime uh how do you feel about lamar this week against this uh this defense also how do you feel about this game overall i i just wish somebody was ever confident about this 49ers defense at the beginning of the season like i just nobody saw this coming <laughs> Um, yeah, you, uh, you were way out in front of everybody on this. Team, yeah, I'm going to take a full victory. I got to get that. something right this year. So that... no, absolutely. If you go back and listen to the preseason podcast, and I'm a 49ers fan, and I was like, oh, I can kind of see it, but you were you were very confident about this defense being really, really good right yeah. away. Yep. Um, I'm never going to not take that victory lap. So I think you absolutely should, and I I hope you take that victory lap up uh, up until week uh, what's that week 20? I guess week 21, whatever Super Bowl week whatever is. Super Bowl I is hope here. you're still talking about it. Um, Super Bowl preview here. Uh, let's do it. I'm in. Okay. Uh, unless I think it's, unless it's not the 49ers, then I'm out. Right. Of course. Um, <laughs> I, I probably wasn't going to pay 7,000 for Lamar against the 49ers. Like I, I don't think like, I don't think he's going to be a bad play 
Um, it was more that I was willing to pay up slightly for Patrick Mahomes at 7,400. Uh, like if Mahomes wasn't on the slate, I think there's a much better conversation about Lamar, but the 400 with all of the running backs, we just cheaper running backs that we just talked about. There are cheap tight ends to play, which we'll get to and defenses. Uh, I just think the 400 is worth paying up for Mahomes' matchup against the Raiders where I don't have to even think about whether Lamar is a good play against the 49ers. And so um, that's how I'm looking at it. Like, I think it's possible. I mean, it's one of these things that you're like, well, they would, they will probably hold him to under 200 passing yards, but like, that doesn't matter. Like he had 169 yeah, I would, last I would week. Certainly, I would certainly take that bet, but yeah, right. Like he had 169 last week and he threw for five touchdowns and he rushed <laughs> for 95 yards. So like, passing yards is not the consideration. And like, that's what the 49ers do really well is they limit passing yards. And so I don't, I like if people play Lamar, like, I think that's fine. Like if you, you know, like I wanted to play Mahomes, but I needed the 400. So I'm going to play Lamar. Like, I think that's fine. I think I don't, the, the guys, when you start moving down the list, um, are not, are, they're obviously going to be much cheaper. And I think there's one cheap guy that I considered that's really scared me that, um, We'll get to. In I look a second. forward. I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah, but I just think, I just think if you're going to pay up, you're better off paying up for Mahomes this week. That's all. So I agree fully. I think that 400 to Mahomes is a, is a pretty easy step up this week. So in a GPP, let's say you use like a, just a big field GPP, like the the FanDuel Sunday Million or the DK Millionaire. What percentage do you think Lamar Jackson is this week? Um, I have a number in my head. Let's see how close we are. I'm gonna say. 12. All right. So mine was nine in my head. So yeah, we're, we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wonder in a GPP, if it's an interesting week to use Lamar, because the, the move up to Mahomes is super easy. And the move down to Jameis Winston is pretty easy. Yeah. I just think in a, in a season where Lamar Jackson has been popular almost every week, you know, maybe not the first couple weeks of the season, but every week since then, uh, I think there's the lowest you're going to get Lamar in at least the, like the last eight or nine weeks. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And, and the other thing with Lamar that kind of, uh, lowers ownership a bit is people who like to stack don't necessarily look to Lamar to do it. Like, yeah, he's a much better play by himself. You don't, and certainly with this San Francisco defense, like you're relying on whoever the receivers are to catch a touchdown pass because you're not going to get a ton of yards. And so Lamar, um, Lamar by himself, I think, is fine. But like I said, like. With Winston, like it's easy to play like Winston, Godwin, Winston, Evans. Um, you should probably do one of each because they never work out together. Um, <laughs> like Kyler, you can. There are plenty of guys that you can play with him, including Drake, I think. Um, Rogers, you could play. You know, Rogers, Adams. Like the the more down the list you go, it's easy to stack those guys, and I think people prefer to stack in GPPs, which yeah should should push Lamar ownership down. But I mean, he's still Lamar Jackson, so I'm not sure it's going to be yep. that low. Yeah, and I just think people are going to be like, well, I'm not going to pay up because it's the 49ers defense and this is a week to go somewhere else. And Mahomes is just so like flashing in lights, obvious. Everybody yeah. loves him this week against a defense that cannot stop the deep ball, gives up a ton of big plays. And that's the, that's their weakness. That's Mahomes' strength. And obviously, uh, he went crazy against them in, in week two. So you, I think everybody's going to move towards Mahomes. I just think it's interesting. He's from cheaper kind of on a FanDuel, too. Theory. What's that? Mahomes is cheaper on FanDuel. Yeah, he is cheaper on FanDuel. I think from just a game theory um, you know, get a great player at a low, lower percentage than normal. It's interesting on Lamar. And, and I think the interesting thing on Lamar is that the fact that uh, he's become a guy that we only use his first name and everybody knows who it is. Yeah. 
It's a fun kind of wild how it's all happened so fast. I mean, the, and the interesting thing about this Baltimore offense, just to go to this game for one second, I think that they become so much more dangerous based on the fact of how much how much Harbaugh is aggressive on fourth down. It, it's like it changes everything that you don't you can't get them off the field and three and out because he goes for it so much. He's using he's using analytics a bunch. I mean, he has an analytics guy that apparently is in his ear during the game and telling him like probability and percentages of plays. Um, it's just an, a really interesting dynamic with a guy who is one of a kind in Lamar and a coach that's uh, kind of opened up to analytics and going for it. it. It just changes what you do when you're on when it's third and seven. You can do so much more knowing that if it's fourth and two, you just go for it. I had this conversation with somebody earlier this week, and we were saying the the wild thing about the Ravens using analytics to play that the way they do is like if at the beginning of the season, you were like the Ravens are the lowest passing team in the league, attempts, yards, and by far with the most rushing attempts, where all of the analytics now say you should be passing yep. as much as possible. <laughs> You'd be like, well, they're yeah, they went to Lamar, it didn't work out, and they're now one in one in nine, and like it's just a lost season. But they have the best offense in football. And they like the all of the analytics that we want to believe, they're just using not like using different analytics. We can all know what the probabilities are of like that example you said when it's third and seven, if you know you're going forward on fourth and two, it's different. But it opens it opens up the whole playbook. Right, right. And yeah. so it uh yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's just weird because it's like the exact kind of offense. And obviously, Lamar is like he does things that literally no other quarterback can do. Like as much as you want to think like there are running quarterbacks in the NFL, like he is so far ahead of them um, that they have like the singular guy who yep. can take all of these analytics of the you should be throwing as much as possible, and they're like, no, we're doing it. we're actually going to do the opposite. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point about analytics in general is that people just assume it you know, fits into one box. But I think analytics is smart about you know, it's working with the talent that you have. It's dealing with the best possible thing with who you have. And they figured out that Lamar's what they have and go from there. And I think it's an interesting switch that the, the team that uh, is, what, 35 miles away from them, the Redskins, admitted this week they don't even have an analytics department in their office. In fairness, they admitted that it might be a good idea. <laughs> it might be. A, the quote was so good, it might be a good idea. It might be a good idea. Oh goodness! Oh, but, Red but it, fans, but, I feel I feel for thee. But there are really only a handful of teams, if there are even that many, that would be willing to try this with Lamar. And so, absolutely, it's just, it's, Harbaugh. It's wild that a year ago Harbaugh was on the hot seat for maybe getting fired. And now he's like this guy that is really jumping out of the out of the box from normal coaching and doing things differently, and everybody loves it. It's uh, it's amazing how fast stuff and switching the NFL. We talked about the Rams, and a year ago they were in that fifty four fifty one game. The NFL is a league like no other that it literally switches within months. It's uh-huh. crazy how much stuff shifts. So. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes, uh, 7,400 on DraftKings, 8,600 on FanDuel, will be the most popular play this week, and I think that I'm willing to eat some of that. Uh, the Raiders, Raiders really struggle versus with deep balls, uh, allowing 6.3 plays per game over 20 yards that lead the league. Uh, Mahomes had four touchdowns of 25 yards or more against them in Week 2. He was really quiet last week, but you know Oakland just gave up 315 yards to Sam Darnold last week. Uh, I mean, there's nothing about this matchup that that doesn't look fantastic. I guess we'll have to check the weather in Kansas City, but uh, it's it's got to be a full go for the Kansas City offense of Mahomes this week. Yeah, totally agree. Although we, you do have that odd thing with Mahomes, and obviously you can stack him with Ty, Tyreek Hill, but he does like the touchdowns kind of spread over uh, Travis Kelsey. But like, I think you could play Patrick Mahomes by himself also, and probably be okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, has, he has many a weapon. He even has some guys out of the backfield that can catch balls. But uh, let's move on. I mean, I think that we, we both can say we love Mahomes this week. Uh, very, very, very playable. 
Um, not much else to say. You, know, you can go into a lot of numbers there, but it's pretty obvious that he's pretty big. Um, what about uh, below Mahomes? You mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier. I just don't think I like his receivers overall enough. I think if I'm if I'm going to go with the Green Bay offense, thing, I'm going to play Devontae Adams and kind of leave it at that. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Um, the well, Rodgers has just been awful, and obviously playing against Did the Giants you, is a his his stat line last week feels impossible. Um, thirty three passes for one hundred four yards. I mean, two weeks before that, it was 35 passes for 161. Like, like that, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's why I watched, obviously watched the game last week because they played the Niners. But I tell you what, his his receivers outside of Devontae Adams really let him down a lot. He had mm-hmm. some catchable balls that got dropped. And Geronimo Allison looked terrible. Yeah. The, the good thing about Rodgers, though, is that he does not, doesn't seem like a spiteful guy who, like, will stop throwing to a guy if he drops a ball. So, um, yeah, that's why Adams, I mean, Adams could have 35 targets in this game. Obviously not. That yeah, many. I like I like Devonta Adams a lot this week, but, but yeah, uh, I'm I mean, off got... on off on Rogers. Um, yeah. Kyler's kind of interesting, but that Rams defense is enough that like I probably wouldn't go there. And then you're back to Jameis. And would you like to have 48 pass attempts against the Jaguars defense? And some... sure, why not? I mean, pretty much when you get to Jameis, you start at 300 yards passing, and it's just a matter of how much higher it is than that. Six right. straight games. Uh, no one has gone really wild against Jacksonville since week four. No one has uh, three touchdowns or 300 yards passing on them since week four. So they've actually been pretty good against the pass. But, I mean, Jameis throws the ball so often, has two amazing weapons. Um, you know, he makes a lot of bad passes, a lot of bad decisions. But you know, from a fantasy angle, um, he's just he's killing it right now. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I mean, if you blame him, I get it. Totally get it. Yeah, 6300 on DraftKings is a really good price. FanDuel is 7600 so I like him a little bit less there. But what about dropping down a little bit more? There's a, there's a couple of names in the high 5000s on DraftKings that I like. They are priced uh, up a little bit on FanDuel, so I'm not quite interested. But I want to know who your guy down here was. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. You're not going to go back to him after no, making no, no, fun no, no, of me no. for bringing him up. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, I, I was going to say, I know you're not a Kyle Allen guy. <clears throat> I'm not. A, I'm very much not a Kyle Allen guy. Um but I mean, home against Washington is like those are situations that we usually think about. Um, it's the reason why, like, you look at Carson Wentz at fifty eight hundred home again or at Miami, and you're like, "Yep, oh, but it's Carson Wentz." And so this is the same thing. It's like, "Oh, it's Kyle Allen." But um, Allen or Winston is the reason I probably wouldn't play Baker, Darnold, Goff, or Brissett, who are the next guys. I mean, I wouldn't play Brissett anybody anyway, but. Like those guys are close enough to Winston where I'm like, oh, I'll just find the 100 or 200 or 300 to get to Winston. And right. Allen is kind of the why am I paying a little extra for Tannehill or Foles? Foles, I guess I could understand. Ooh, that's that's the one I like. Yeah. Garoppolo, I'm not going to play at Baltimore and Daniel Jones. Uh, I no. just see no reason to play. So so Foles is your guy, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I like Foles significantly more than than Kyle Allen. Okay. Uh, he's 5,700 on drafting. He's 7,500 on Fandle, so it's kind of hard to get him in there. But yeah. I just think this game is one of the few games this week that can actually turn into a shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has 47 and 48 attempts in their first two games back there, throwing the ball a ton with him. I know Tampa Bay played well against Matt Ryan. I am not buying that. Before that, they had 14 passing touchdowns allowed the prior four weeks. Uh, they are not a good defense. I get it. They played well last week, but it's Matt Ryan. I think that Atlanta offense is just a mess right now. Uh, I really like Nick Foles this week. 5,700 on DraftKings. If I'm not going to go Mahomes or Lamar or maybe Jameis, um, I think uh, I think Nick Foles 5700 is a really interesting guy in a, in, a, in a week where you can really play that, get him in with a lot of stuff. I think you can stack him with uh, with DJ Chark, and it, it becomes really interesting. I love DJ Chark this week. I think he's a top 10 receiver this week. Um, 
I love Nick Foles week. I think that if you're going to go down, uh, he's the he's the he's the drop down price for me. Forty seven forty pass attempts to not hit three hundred yards is pretty impressive. It's uh, it's hard to do. He had two ninety six in one game, he so he's he close. Did. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's not going to be efficient. Uh, but he's got he's got three weapons. I mean, D.D. Yeah. Westbrook is good. Chris Conley is serviceable. Uh, I think D.J. Chark is legit really good. I think we've all come around to that this year. He's, he's been uh, had a really good season. Fournette out of the backfield. I mean, I know that he's not super dynamic in the backfield, but if they use him a lot, it helps Foles also. Yep. Um, I just think that it, it kind of lines up for a game that could be high scoring, a game against a team that's going to throw the ball a lot. We know that Tampa Bay is going to score. They're going to make mistakes, but they're also going to score. Uh, I think it lines up pretty well for 5,700. I think he's he's definitely better than anybody else in this range. As much as I'd like to go Carson Wentz at Miami, I just I don't like the way their offense looks right now. He hasn't thrown multiple TDs in the game since week six. Uh, Miami's bad. There's no doubt about that. And they've given up you know six passing touchdowns the last two weeks to Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, who are kind of struggling going into both those games. But uh, I just think Foles is the play for me down here. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna drop down, I think it's it's interesting with a, with a, a chance of a ceiling. All right, I'm in on that over Kyle Allen. Thank you. All right. I'm I'm a little worried it took that much to convince you to pl- not play Kyle Allen. Uh I mean I I probably wasn't playing Kyle Allen, but I but And I, I and I get I get that path too. Yeah. 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 And he's got it's such a dynamic uh, set of uh, weapons with DJ Moore right. and Christian McCaffrey that uh you know you could see a 6-yard dump out to McCaffrey turns into 70 yards pretty easily. Right, right, right. What are your thoughts on golf? Oh man, I mean, it, it certainly is the it's it's the week that lines up for him. He's going against Arizona, and you can kind of like figure that you know they've got to get it going at some point. But I just, I mean, uh, he doesn't pass the eye test. He doesn't pass the stat test. I think there's a chance he gets benched if he doesn't play well in the first half. Ooh, I, I mean, it's that bad right now. It and is it's really not. Bad. And he has a good arm, but he you could tell he has no confidence, and he's not he's not progressing. He's not using his progressions well. I think there's got to be a point at some point here. McVeigh's going to be like, well, I know Blake Bortles is not good, but let's see if we can get anything going with him just for a spark. I mean, he did it a couple weeks ago and it was, you know, they kind of played as an injury thing and I'm not sure I bought that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm scared that uh, if he's, you know, uh, you know, eight for 16 for 92 yards, the first half that we see Blake Bortles in the second half. And I want no part of any of this, even that's a 2% risk. I want no part of maybe my quarterback getting pulled. What if it happened today? Or Saturday, and we find out Bortles is starting. Forty six hundred uh, Bortles against uh, yes. Arizona with with those weapons at forty six hundred. Uh, I think I would. I think I'd jump in on that. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they. they I hope it Jared, doesn't. I really they, don't because they, that is. They I agree. paid Jared Goff way too much money to not uh, not uh, not kill his confidence like that. But I mean, it's ugly. Yeah, I watched that game against Baltimore. You kind of throw that one out, like we said, but. The week before was really bad. The week before against Pittsburgh, he had 41 attempts for 243, no touchdowns, two interceptions. He has no touchdowns and five interceptions the last three weeks. I mean, there's it gets to be a point where you're the Rams and you're still kind of on the border of, you know, if you get hot, you can make a, a run to the playoffs. Uh, you can't let him kill you the next four or five weeks. I guess it's four weeks. Um, no, I guess it's five weeks. I saw, um, I saw an argument about Gurley, pro Gurley, that they don't have to, like, they're – so far or I mean, they're so far from clinching not so far but like they need to win and yes, so there's do. no reason to save him like they have to yeah. use him now so i think saving him is gone now i think the last yeah. three weeks has, has shown that pretty well i mean the other guys aren't even getting involved at all so uh, that's another a point for Gurley there but i just i you look at this and you're like oh it's arizona maybe they get in a little bit of a scoring matchup you know he's got all three of his receivers back but 
Uh, I can't trust Jared Goff right now. I think I think it's just way too many concerns. He could go off, and he's had a couple of go off games earlier this year, and obviously last year was huge. But uh, this is a stretch of like twenty games where he has not been very good. Like so pretty much since that Chiefs game, he's not really been good at fancy play. Aside yeah. from that crazy game this year against Tampa Bay, where he threw the ball one hundred fifty times, whatever it was. I mean, it's <laughs> just uh, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not in on it. I was in on it for a long time. I was probably in on it longer than anybody else was. Um, but uh, I've watched enough now where I'm legitimately concerned. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's jump into the wide receivers, but first a note from our sponsor, Armchair Quarterback. Armchair Quarterback is a real-time game where you predict the next play during a live football broadcast. You know what the next play is going to be, predicted and earn points. You climb the leaderboard, increase your chances to win tickets and other prizes. It's the perfect way to make watching a game more exciting. We have a special league for all RotoWire subscribers. We'll be posting the leaderboard online and we're mentioning them here. This week, you'll be playing the, the fantastic Vikings Seahawks Monday Night Battle. You can also form your own league with your fancy friends. The full schedule and game information is available at armchairquarterback.com. Armchair Quarterback, make every game bigger. So, Andrew, on the wide receivers, I think it's uh, it's pretty clear that everybody's going to start at the top looking at Tyreek Hill. He is priced way, way up this week. Um, great matchup. Uh, he uh, it sounds like he's okay from his hamstring injury from week 11. 140, 157 yards his last two full games. The Raiders cannot stop the deep ball. Um, what do you do with Tyreek this week at the price? It's like a Michael Thomas price. Um, it is. And there's... I was I was shocked when I when I clicked on DraftKings and saw his how much he is ahead of everybody else in price. Right, like he's a hundred dollars more than Chris Godwin on FanDuel, and he's twelve hundred more than Godwin on DraftKings, and so yeah, a crazy disparity there. Yeah, um, I I think that's too much. Like I for a guy with two games with double digit targets, and obviously that's not to say I don't think he's a good play, but at eighty nine hundred, like you absolutely need either at least one very long touchdown or like 10 catches. And yep. um, he again, he could have 10 catches and a really long touchdown, but it just seems like a really high price where um, I don't know if I'm paying that this week for him. I'm definitely not playing him in a, in a standalone kind of thing. I will play him probably with a, with a Patrick Mahomes stack, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's how I'll be using him this week if I use him. Yeah. I, I mean, there are other wide receivers you can play that are have very good matchups. I mean, he probably has the best, but I'm not sure it's worth, you know, 2000 more than other guys you could possibly play. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned 2000. He's 1900 more than Devonte Adams. And I just, I can't imagine paying that difference. Um, 2000 Adams more than is, Mike Evans. Yeah. I, I love, I like Evans this week too. I'd rather go, I'd rather go Evans and Adams than Hill and whoever else you get for 2000 less in, in a second. So I, I definitely like that. Adams is just the only wide receiver Aaron Rodgers trusts right now. We hit on that a little bit. We were talking about Rodgers. Um, wide receiver ones have 11 touchdowns against the Giants this year. He has double-digit targets in all three games he's been back. Uh, I think we're still kind of waiting for that big, you know, Devontae Adams blow-up game. He had the touchdown last week on the on the weird little shovel pass that, uh, that Rodgers threw him that counts as a pass these days um, that, pe- that people run. But I, I love Devontae Adams this week. I think 7000 on DraftKings is a really good price. Yeah, I totally agree. Um I was actually surprised that he was that low. Like, um, me too. He's obviously been banged up. Rogers has been horrible, but like you said, there's nobody else that's catching passes. Like, you don't have the Godwin Evans issue of like, which, which week is it going to be? And so, um, you know, the the matchup against the Giants is certainly one that's worth taking. I was wondering how close you consider Adams and DJ Moore. 
Yeah, I you obviously I've talked about DJ Moore a lot on this podcast. I love DJ Moore. Uh, finally priced up a little bit on Fanduel, yeah. but still, still, uh, you know, he's he's twelve hundred dollars less than Adams on Fanduel, but two hundred dollars less on on DraftKings. Um, I like Adams more on DraftKings. I probably like DJ Moore more on Fanduel just for the just for the price difference. But I like Adams in a vacuum. I like Adams straight up more than more than more this week. To say that uh, something that doesn't sound good when you say it out loud, <laughs> uh, more than more. Uh. But Moore's been a target monster. I mean, yeah. a minimum of nine per game the last six weeks, double digits in four of those six weeks. He obviously had the huge blow-up game last week with two touchdowns, 126 yards. 95-plus yards four weeks in a row. That's tough to do for a wide receiver. That is really tough. Um, I think I think he makes sense. I mean, he, if you play Kyle Allen, you have to play DJ Moore. Like, I, I don't thousand percent. There's yeah. no really no reason not to do that. Um, in fact, you're playing Allen more because you're playing more than vice versa. Um, so I don't know. I, I think based on a lot of builds that like I went through, if you pay up at quarterback, uh, you're probably only getting one of these wide receivers. Um, and Tyreek Hill's probably not one of them. I mean, you, you he could make it, but you, I don't think there's going to be at least in cash, a lot of like two high priced, um, wide receivers. And that's even with, uh, paying down at running back, like McCaffrey does this, like this is kind of where you give up like a second high price wide receiver. So like, is does Adams actually stick out to you even from a raw point perspective more than all of these other guys? Uh, I don't know if he, I, I think he does over more and DJ Chark who I like also, but I think Mike, Mike Evans is a great play this week too. I think that trying to figure out the Godwin Evans thing is frustrating, but he's $800 less on DraftKings than Godwin this week. He's 500 less on FanDuel. I think that uh, I'm just going to take that 800 bucks and, and go with, uh, you know, hope it's a Mike Evans week, but uh, $800, I think, is significant enough that I can use that as the reason. He's been quiet the last two weeks with 12 total catches, but has 16 targets the last two weeks. Obviously, can blow up any time. Um, I like Evans. I think I like Adams a little bit more, but I wouldn't call it a big gap. Yeah. I think it's just weird because, like, we, when one of them has a big game, it makes you, like, completely ignore what the other one did previously. Like, we're like, oh, it must, like, Godwin's the guy now. Right. But, like, Godwin has 14 targets in the last two games. Like, that's not like significant volume when Mike Evans has 16 targets. Like, yeah, Evans it has more helps, targets. It helps when you when you bust the 80 yard touchdown and kind of a broken coverage. It just helps. Exactly. And so, yeah. um, I don't know. It's I, I just for cash games, it's just so difficult to like look at these guys and be like, I I think it's an Evans week. Like, you have no. There's been nothing that I've seen. Right. That somebody's like, this is why it's this week, or every, excuse me, every week somebody writes, this is why it's a Godwin week, or this is why it's an yeah. Evans week, and like it doesn't happen, and we're just like, we we have no idea. Um, I just think the eight hundred dollars difference is enough for me. They're close enough for me that yeah. I the eight hundred dollars difference is enough for me to play Evans and and think uh, we'll go with that. But in a cash lineup, uh, I would cer- I certainly prefer Devontae Adams in a cash lineup this week. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. I mentioned DJ Chark. I uh, do like him. He's a little bit lower than these guys. He's 6,600 6, on DraftKings, 6,900 on FanDuel. Uh, was quiet last week, but had 15 targets the week before. Uh, Tampa Bay is allowing the most fancy points to wide receiver ones on the season. Uh, they've allowed nine touchdowns to wide receivers the last four weeks. I think this is a matchup play. I think that he'll get a maybe. I think he's going to be ranked pretty high, but maybe with the Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Mike Evans range, he might get lost a little bit. But uh, if you play Foles, you, you certainly stack him with Chark. And I think Chark can be a standalone play also. Yep. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. 
What do you do with the Rams receivers? You met, we, we talked a lot about Jared Goff earlier. Uh, Cooper Cup is 7,100 on DraftKings, 7,800 on FanDuel. Uh, wildly, Robert Woods, 7,100 on FanDuel, but 5,500 on DraftKings. He is priced way, way down on DraftKings. Uh, Brandon Cooks has not done a lot since he's been come back. Do you have any interest in either uh, of the uh, either Cup or Woods this week? I looked at Cup, uh, and I'm like, Goff has been really bad. And so I don't think I'm going to pay 7100 in cash for Cooper Cup when I can yep. get DJ Moore or Adams or Chark or the even the Browns guys. Um, and when I was scrolling through, that basically made me th- stop thinking about the Rams. And I was like, okay, like whatever. Until you keep scrolling and keep scrolling and, and you finally get there. 5500 for Robert Woods. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got 20 targets in the last two games. He's 95 and 90, 97 he's got, yards. Yeah. Like, he's got 95 yards plus in his last two games played. I mean, I know he had the the personal uh, reasons game that he missed. Uh, there yep. was a, kind of a late scratch. But the other two games, he's in really good. He still has to have a touchdown still on the year. I get that. I was I looked at Cooper Cup. I'm like, I think he's really interesting this week at 7,100. And there's no way I could play, pay 1,600 more. I just go down to Woods. Like, no way. I mean, yeah, no, no way in cash. Like, GPP. I think Cooper Cup was actually going to be pretty low owned in GPP. I, I do too. I think he's interesting there. I just and I thought he was interesting from for a standpoint of I mean, no one's going to play him this week. He's around all these other guys that everybody really likes this week. Um, but I just I, I can't do it for sixteen hundred Marvel Woods. If I want a part of that Rams offense, and I think that they're going to have to throw the ball some to to play with Arizona, and you know Arizona's going to score a little bit too. Uh, I just I go down to Woods pretty easily fifty five hundred. I think that's I think it's kind of a misprice. Yeah, that's exactly how I looked at it. I think he's under he's one of the most underpriced wide receivers because I, obviously they just don't think he's ever going to score a touchdown yeah i mean i i there's weeks i've liked Cortland sutton and i like Devonte Devonte parker uh christian kirk I, I think i like woods more than all three of those guys this week in kind of that same range though yeah and cheaper to- than all of them exactly exactly i totally agree anybody in the six thousands that really jumped out to you sorry i jumped down to woods in the five thousands because mm-hmm. it kind of worked with cooper cup but anybody in the six thousands that you really like this week it's uh we talked about chark and more but like underneath them like maybe you know between woods and chark is there anybody that really jumps out to you in that range yeah i mean i thought about landry um yeah who Been i hot. think is is fine um but like if i'm gonna pay um 6400 for landry like i'll just go to chark and or or more like I don't think it's he's that much of a need to play. Um, Sutton is a uh, is a quarterback issue for me. Uh, Charge has been pretty good against uh, wideouts anyway. Cortland Sutton had one catch last week on eight targets. That's not good quarterback. <sighs> Jeez. Um, yeah. Devonte Parker, I would play if he wasn't fifty seven hundred. Like if he was like fifty two hundred, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously there are plenty of targets. I mean, he's had 10, 10 and 11 in the last uh, three games. So like, I understand playing him, but it, that he's, he is kind of the start of, if I'm going to play him, why wouldn't I just play Robert Woods, which applies to Kirk and Crowder and uh, Boyd. Uh, yep. McLaurin is another quarterback play that I I'll stay away from. Um, I wish I could. I wish I could stay away from that. But that game last week really got me intrigued. Even though Dwayne Haskins missed him on two freaking touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if if you're okay with four catches on 15 targets, then play him. I think McLaurin is a really interesting GPP play. I would not pay him in cash games, but yeah. I think GPP. I think the blow up potential is is pretty high and more than anybody in this range. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but like, I when can't I, believe Haskins missed him on that first touchdown. <laughs> Like, so f- the second one, at least, was like it would have taken a pretty de- like a decent pass to get there. The first one is a play that, like, you or I throw the ball to. Him. Yeah. It was like right in front of him, so open. I could not believe he missed that. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, I think the the so the way I was looking at this, I see Tyler Boyd at fifty five hundred against the Jets, and the Jets cornerbacks are other than in the slot are horrific. And whenever uh, I think about, or whenever I think Tyler Boyd is worth thinking about, then I think you were like, all right, how much do I have to pay down to get Auden Tate? And Tyler Boyd is fifty five hundred, and Auden Tate is thirty eight hundred. And I think both of those prices are based on Andy Dalton not starting. Andy Dalton is starting. And I struggled to find anybody between Boyd and Tate that I would have rather played over Tate. So, like, I think there are a few, like, I think you could convince yourself that, like, D.D. Westbrook is fine. I actually think Sterling Shepard at at 4,900 is an interesting play. Um, But just, like, I... Auden Tate at 3,800 seems like a pretty easy play to me. I can't believe he took the field last week after that the hit the week before. Yeah. I was shocked he was even out there. I actually dropped him in a couple of season-long leagues because I was like, oh, he's done. At but the minute, apparently yeah. he's <laughs> not. 50 snaps last week. He only had three targets, yeah. one catch, but it was, uh, you know, it was the Steelers defense that we mentioned earlier is pretty tough. Yeah, I think that uh, I think Tate's interesting just based on a, on a matchup and price play. It's hard to, hard to really argue that one. Yeah. And, I mean, Alex Erickson, uh, who... Uh, I considered playing a few weeks ago. I forget. Had uh, two catches on eight targets last week. Um, had a McLaurin type game, but to get Tate for less seems bizarre to me. And so, um, the way that my build came up, like I needed a pay down wide receiver, and I just thought he made a lot more sense, at least in terms of like Curtis Samuel or Zach Pascal, Mike Williams. Um, but Sterling Shepard. That one is a little interesting to me. Um, came back, finally came back from his concussion. Somehow had uh, five catches last week for fifteen yards. I um, thought I thought I typed that wrong when I did my notes, and I had to go back and look. And I'm like, oh, I must have missed a. I th- it must have been like five for fifty five. It, 51, was, it yeah. was five for fifteen. Five for fifteen on nine targets. He's now had now. Granted, these are weeks three, four, five, and twelve because he was out with a concussion. But he's had exactly nine targets in four straight games. Uh, almost like they just take him off the field at that point. But, uh, you know, I, I think he's perfectly fine. He's, I think, you know, the Giants will will have to throw. Uh, and Shepard at 4,900, like earlier in the season, uh, not that he was ever, like, in the elite elite group, but, like, he's been at least $1,000 more than that when you've considered playing him. Uh, yep. Or at least people. Maybe you haven't. But uh, oh, I think I that's a good price. Yeah, I do too. I've always been kind of a Sterling Shepard guy, and I just kind of want him to stay healthy. But yeah, I think that uh, anytime you can get uh, a guy under five thousand who's talented, is going to pretty much sure going to get a bunch of targets. And Golden Tate still might not play, which might help his targets even mm-hmm. more. Um, I think if Tate doesn't play, he might start to become a little popular. But uh, I like Shepard this week too at forty nine hundred. Yeah, I certainly like him more than Slayton. Uh, I do too. I mean, Slayton's get a lot get a lot of targets the last couple of weeks, but I think that uh, a healthy Shepard, I play over Slayton for four hundred dollars less. Yeah, well, Slayton gets the targets because Shepard's been out. So I mean, right. he still had and seven and, last and, week. But and Ingram is Ingram still out? Ingram's still out, yeah. right? So talk to me about uh, you oh, actually. Excuse Mike me, Willi- he's questionable, but uh, I don't think he's yeah, going to well, play with Evan Ingram. That probably means out. Um, <laughs> talk to me about uh, Mike Williams. Uh, the Chargers' uh, offense has been a little bit wonky this year. Philip Rivers' arm strength is you know if you if you're watching the games, it's it's clearly a little different than it used to be. Uh, Keenan Allen has struggled against Denver his entire career. Chris Harris will probably uh, get him a lot. Keenan Allen's never been over 90 yards receiving over uh, his nine games against the Chargers. Mike Williams, though, 4,600, super cheap on DraftKings, is a big play guy. He's at uh, 111 yards and 76 yards in two of the last three weeks. 
The targets really aren't there, though. He's playing a ton of snaps, but four, three, and five targets the last three weeks. He just seems like he should be a really playable guy at 4,600, and I, I feel like I do it. I've been kind of talking myself into it maybe without having a real reason, though. It's the touchdown regression. He's due. Zero. Zero on the year. That's Im- impossible for a guy with his skills. It's... Like I'm he's, willing, a red zone, he's a big red zone target guy. Like, yeah. How is this possible? I'm more willing to play the touchdown regression game with Robert Woods than I am Mike Williams. I'll put it that way. Yeah. The, the targets the last two weeks worried me a little bit. Four, three, and five. He was kind of on a good target run for a while there. And um, just kind of seems like they're only using him on deep balls right now. And you just that's, that's hard to play because if it doesn't hit, you're looking at a pretty empty game. Right. So now you're taking uh, – I mean, he's the number two wide out, but he's probably the third or fourth on for targets. Would yep. you agree with that? So now you're taking. Like, I think per game he's got to be behind Henry and Eckler right now, probably. Yeah. Right. Um, he's probably still ahead of Gordon at least. But yeah. so you're taking like the fourth option uh, on the the underdog of the lowest total game on the slate. Well, when you put it that way, that's that's how I feel about Mike Williams. That's a, that's a pretty good uh, a pretty good summary of Mike Williams. Um, what about you're the Jets fan? Any any Robbie Anderson love this week? I, I always love Robbie Anderson in GPP, but. Um, it's weird to me how the the price separation between he and Crowder has gotten so big. Like um, yeah. Crowder's not fifty six hundred. Um, he only had four targets last week. Like I, um, I never really think Crowder's that great of a play. And it seems like he does like all of his work on the first quarter. When I'm like sitting there thinking that I didn't play him, and after the first quarter, he's on pace for thirty five catches. But he eventually um, kind of evens out. So I mean. I think Anderson's fine in GPP. Like, I think the Jets, a Jets stack is perfectly fine in GPP. Um, Jerry Donabedian wrote in his um, DFS tournament preview, he actually likes a Bengals stack, which I was extremely offended about. Um, <laughs> but it kind of so makes is sense. So is that, is that Dalton Boyd Tate? Dalton Boyd Tate, yep. It's 4,700 right. for Dalton. I guess we should have mentioned him. 55 oh, for Boyd. Yeah, that is pretty Tate. cheap for Dalton. I mean, it's Andy Dalton, but that is pretty cheap against the Jets D. Yeah, and then he actually said to go back with uh, Le'Veon Bell um, because Bengals are allowing 4.7 yards per carry this year uh, and 7.7 yards per target, which is the worst in the NFL, or second worst. Um, but, you know, obviously Crowder and Anderson and Ryan Griffin somehow. We'll get to him in a second. Um, you know, I think that's a crazy game stack, but like I defensively, the jets struggle with right. outside wide receivers. And that's kind of where the Bengals should have success. Uh, so the guy I wanted to move to talk about a few weeks ago is AJ Brown. He's at Indy. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but he's gelling pretty well with Ryan Tannehill. He's got uh 81, 135 yards in two lesser games. Granted, the other game was 17 yards. Uh, this is a talented dude, though. Like that play he had last week, he was just running away from the defense. Um, still only nine targets the last two weeks. I, I think it's a, a little, uh, little not quite there at fifty three hundred. I wish if he was, if he was forty three hundred, I'd probably be in on AJ Brown. But I think I'm gonna pass at fifty three hundred. That's exactly how I felt. Like I was looking at him. I mean, he's two hundred less than Woods. Like everybody, right. you're gonna end up comparing to Robert Woods. Um, yeah. And I said the exact same thing. Like I got to AJ Brown. Like oh, matchup against the Colts is pretty good. And you look and you're like. Uh, and just the way that I go, I go from top to bottom and I was like, Oh my gosh, Robert Woods, 55. And then I'm like, AJ Brown. I'm like, wait, but I just had Robert Woods for only 200 more. And so I agree with yeah. you. If he was, I mean, even 4,800, it's more of a consideration, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just never also a Tannehill guy that 
I want to be like, oh, I, I want to get the guy that Tannehill is throwing to. Yeah. He's racking up the rush yards this year. It's yeah. It's been a wild, uh, wild thing. Last guy I want to ask you about. There's a guy at 4,500 who has seven or more targets five weeks in a row, eight, seven, seven, eight, and nine. Uh, Chris Conley with uh, with Jacksonville, them throwing the ball a lot. Any any love there at forty five hundred? How many games was it? Five games in a row with seven targets or more. Wow, that's not actually who I thought you were going to say. And I looked this oh. other guy up quickly, and he does not match that. Um, I yeah, thought you were going to talk about Deontay Johnson. Oh, I was not going to talk about Deontay. Um, yeah, I almost played Conley last week in cash. Um, he was yeah forty one hundred nine targets like that's that's what you want. Um, that's exactly what you want. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm intrigued by this one. I think that uh, he's played over fifty five snaps in five straight weeks too. He's clearly very very involved. They're running a lot of three wide receiver sets. Um, I don't know. I think for that for that level of targets forty five hundred is uh, is is pretty well priced in a full point PPR DraftKings setup. I agree. I like that. I like him a lot uh, at that price for sure. Yeah. Anybody else receiver-wise you want to discuss before we jump into the tight ends? Uh, I mean, for GPPs, you know, like uh, McCole Hardman's down here. He's not going to get many targets, but um, he doesn't need it when he, you know, is scoring 68-yard touchdowns. So, uh, you know, the the Chiefs guys are pretty cheap, but um, you can get some pretty cheap 49ers receivers. You certainly can. I just it's hard to go against in, in this game against Baltimore, but uh, yeah, I mean Debo Samuel's been really good. He had a play last week where he, like I said, the kind of like AJ Brown played, yeah, just ran away from the defense. Um, the targets aren't huge, uh, you know. I think if you're going to play somebody, you know, George Kittle's kind of where the targets go. I think George Kittle will be really low percent this week too sure. before we get to tight ends. But, um, but yeah, yeah no, I, just, nobody I don't really... think I'm. I don't think I'm really going with the pass off against Baltimore. I think it's going to, they're going to try and get into a grinded out game and, and kind of limit the Lamar Jackson possessions. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody below Tate that I was like seriously considering. Yeah. So uh, tight ends is, is an interesting week this week. We've had a, a lot of tight ends weeks where like, eh, there's like one or two guys and we're just kind of dropped down. There's nobody here. There's a lot of guys in the top end who are in good spots who I think are really interesting. Starting at the top is Travis Kelsey. 7,200 on DraftKings, 7,100 on FanDuel, seven catches out of the last three games, 26 targets in that stretch. He had 170 yards and touchdown against the Raiders in week two. The Raiders have allowed seven touchdowns and tight ends on the year. Um, hard not to like Travis Kelsey, even though he is pretty pricey this week. If he was a wide receiver, would you play him at 7,200? Yeah, I'd probably play Devontae Adams first, but he'd be in that conversation. He'd be in he'd the conversation, yeah. 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 I think the uh, I, the difficulty with, with Kelsey as a tight end is – if you're paying up for a 7K wide receiver, you can probably pay down for a wide receiver. Or, I'm sorry, you can probably pay down for a tight end, whereas it's tough to rely on the the 3K tight ends. Although, I'm going to try, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's more interesting to me on FanDuel, where the prices are a little uh, more similar than they are in DraftKings. You can you drop down pretty quick. Right. Uh, the interesting guy to me, we'll talk about, let's talk about George Kittle first. Um, he's 6,100 DraftKings. Uh, they, they priced him down with the Baltimore matchup. 7,000 on Fandle. He got no discount there. Uh, six for 20, uh, a buck 29 last week. He had that wide open touchdown against the Green Bay secondary. That was a, just a, a crazy how open he was mm. uh, play. Really tough matchup, but, you know, he can always go off. He's the centerpiece of this offense. Uh, Got to be the lowest percentage you're going to get him all season. Any any George Kittle interest this week? Not really. Sorry, man. I'm pers- personally offended. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, think, kinda with, I think I'm staying I'm away from Mark Andrews, too, though. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think that uh, there's just other options I'd play more. But uh, in a GPP, uh, Kittle's going to be super low percentage. A guy that talented. He's, he gives me interesting there. But just 
It's uh, on FanDuel. It's really tough because he's priced really high. On DraftKings, I can kind of get behind it in a kind of a taking a shot in a GPP, but uh, not not a big play for me this week. And I'm obviously a huge George Kittle fan. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say like if he was ruled out, which there's really no indication that he will. I was like, oh, well, would I why pay would 3500 for Dwelly? Why would you put Dwelly? that in the universe? Don't What's put that? that in the universe. Don't even put that oh, out there. Uh, there's a Q by his name. I, I didn't put anything out. Uh, but like know, I'm not yeah, even. He has, he has like a broken, like a bone spur in his ankle. Like his ankle's like technically fractured. But, yeah. No, uh, didn't season. look at this last week because he was running right. away from the Green Bay secondary. Right. But uh, yeah, your your boy Ross Dwelly would be a great play if uh, whenever <laughs> he's the starter. Oh, it's, what's funny is I was like I don't even want to pay 3,500 for Dwelly. Ah, uh, I thought that was your dude. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I played him for that obvious game against the the Cardinals, but uh, I don't know. It's weird because like all of the tight ends that you ever want to play, like if salary was of no consideration like these are all the tight ends you want to play kelsey uh Ertz, if he plays he's pretty banged up too henry andrews waller ingram uh and yet i the way that my build went i was like oh okay who's um under three thousand? and i'm like am i really gonna go like is this really where i'm going and um i don't know i just volume wise uh kelsey's the only one i'm like really comfortable with and 7200 is a lot I think I I really like seventeen hundred less than in Kelsey in the same game. I really like Darren Waller this week. I think no Hunter Renfro helps him a lot. Yeah, I think does. that they kind of uh, they kind of moved to that was their kind of their short passing uh, volume guy, and now he's out. Uh, really good game script for throw. They're gonna Kansas City's gonna score. They're gonna have to throw a lot. He hasn't scored in four weeks. Still has thirteen targets the last two weeks. I think we're gonna see uh, the old early in the season Darren Waller this week at fifty five hundred on DraftKings, sixty one hundred on FanDuel. Um, very much in play for me this week. Yeah, I mean he's cheap on FanDuel given like the guys who are ahead of him, and so yes. like Gerald yeah, Everett, he's... who actually sounds like he might not play, like him being ahead of him is silly to me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, dro- the script dropping is there. down a little bit. You mentioned you mentioned there's some cheap tight ends you like. Who who do you like on the drop down? <sighs> um, I was gonna say Dallas Goddard, but he's actually a little more like 4100 is not that cheap. Um, the, this whole Ryan Griffin thing as a Jets fan, it's just so strange to me that he keeps <laughs> scoring, but I, I don't, I don't think he's a good play at all, at least for cash games. I think you could make the case for Greg Olson. Um, you know, he's got 22 targets in the last three games, 10 of which were in one game, but uh, you know, I don't think he's that bad, but then you get down to the guys that like are kind of fun to play. Like no offense, pretty good. Um, I don't really love Gusecki, but he's an option, but I think the one that a lot of people are going to go to is Jack Doyle. Um, yep. 3,300 on DraftKings. I mean, with um, Ebron now out um, for the season, uh, doesn't sound like, or T.Y. Hilton's already been ruled out. Um, I think Doyle is like, when you look at all the guys, like he, he should not be on like a pure point uh, perspective, like should not be in the conversation with the guys we talked about before, Kelsey, Henry, Waller. But at like two and $3,000 less, um, I think he's the obvious pay down option. He is the obvious pay down option. I don't really like Jack Doyle's no, play, but I wish he wasn't so cheap because yeah. I would love uh, I would love it to be a decision for people. But in that offense, without uh, without Ebron, you got to think he's going to be very much involved. I just he has so little upside, but the, you know obviously the chances, the targets, any chance he scores, but has had over five targets once all year. <laughs> that was week four. Um, there's so many, you look at him and just, there's just so he hasn't had, he's had over 50 yards once all year. He's so boring, but you know, at 3,300 without Ebron, it's, it's hard not to play him in, in a, in a PPR setup. Yeah. There, there is one other guy that I considered. Um, Oh, nice. I like it. Who is it? Who's even cheaper. 
and is coming off a game when he caught five of six targets and scored a touchdown. All right. Who's that? It's the New York football giants, Caden Smith. Ah, do you know where Caden Smith went to school? Stanford. That's right. Okay. Um, so he got more for the, I apologize for the fun ring in the background. No worries. He, um, (laughs) Got these extra targets because Evan Ingram didn't play last week and Rhett Ellison was ruled out and uh, with a concussion. It sounds like um, Ellison still hasn't practiced yet. Ingram is like a long shot to come back. So like Smith could start again. Uh, I will point out that he caught five of six targets and finished with 17 receiving yards, <laughs> 11 of which came on one play. But, I mean, the Giants use their tight ends. Uh, or they use one when they do their offense. And so at 2,900, I don't think Caden Smith is like that bad of a play, but I think a lot of people will just be like, well, I'll just play Doyle at 3,300. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get away from Doyle at that price. I would, I'd like some options. I think I'm going to go with Noah Fant in some spots. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's a lot more talented, more upside, but um, you know, 16 targets last two weeks, hasn't really done a lot with it, but decent cheese option. Uh, Caden Smith is a talented guy. He's an intriguing prospect. He's big. He's like six, five, two sixty, or something like that. He was, uh, he was really good, uh, with, with Stanford, uh, the last couple of years. So he's a good player. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just hard to get from him to Doyle in that, in that same range. I think the only positive about Doyle, excuse me, about, uh, Smith or anybody or Fant, uh, Gusecki, if you want to go there. Um, is that if you fade a highly owned Jack Doyle in cash, the odds that like he has such a huge game that you're like dead without him is so ridiculously low right. that it shouldn't really. It has like, to be like a like a seven eighty one touchdown game or something like that. Like and, you just have to... and just like and even then, like you could probably make it up. Right. Like yeah, there's you're just talking like even if he gets like eighteen points and goes does really really well. It's not like he's killing you, killing you. Right, so, yeah, right. Like I, the, I the, hear you. The realistic, like, huge game for Doyle, like, realistic, is four catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you get the two touchdown mix in there. And that, right. that could be a problem. So, like, yeah. that, but but even that, I don't think you're dead. What's that? That's, that's 20 points, yeah. Um, It's a lot. And and that being the outcome is really unluck- unlikely. Right. Um, so while I think like he's one of those players, like I usually play guys in cash that are going to be highly owned because if they go off, like that's why you play them. But I'm not sure you like have to play a thirty three hundred dollar Jack Doyle for ownership reasons. Yeah, and I think he's a he's a fade for me in GPPs. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, yeah. fight against that in GPPs. I don't I don't want to pay that percentage for a guy that I just don't think has the upside. I I want to get. Uh, I got to do some builds, but I, I'd like to get some Darren Waller in. I think I, if I, I think that uh, that's the upside play this week. Sure, sure. Anybody else in uh, in tight ends? Any uh, we talked about kind of everybody that I had on my list. Uh, the only other one that I would throw out is I. It's possible. It's not possible. People will play Tyler Higby if Gerald Everett is ruled out. You have a twenty five hundred dollar tight end against the Cardinals. Like doesn't it does not matter what the guy's name is. That's worthy of consideration. Yeah, I think that uh, I could I could see that too. That's a uh, no. Uh, any Johnu Smith love? No, me not either. for me at least. Oh, let's go. To, let's go to defense then. Um, Finishes off here. Um, I think there's an interesting defense that's gonna be really high percentage. I think I think on on DraftKings at twenty six hundred. I think Cleveland going against Pittsburgh is gonna be pretty high percentage going against uh, Duck Hodges. Hmm. 
Um, I can see it. I can see it. Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good. Um, I mean, no, excuse, Cleveland's me, excuse me, Cleveland's defense yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're okay. They're, uh, I guess they have eight sacks in the last two games, which is nice. Although yeah. Miami, I guess they did. They had that huge game against uh, Pittsburgh two weeks ago, um, holding the seven points. But um, and, and Pittsburgh's allowed ten sacks the last three weeks. I think you got two turnover potential. I, I think uh, I think at twenty six hundred, I think they're gonna, they're going to be the highest owned uh, defense on DraftKings. Really? I do. Oh, I think I you think, think there's a different one. Nope. Ah, oh, who do you think? I think it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Are they are they like seventeen hundred or something? Twenty three hundred. All right. Yeah, I guess going against Jared Goff. Against I Goff, guess I yeah. Could, I, I, mean, I could see that. I think I think Cleveland's higher percentage though. Okay. Okay. I get it. What um, about what about Baltimore though? Really good defense. Twenty eight hundred on DraftKings. They priced them way down. They're four thousand on family priced down there. Garoppolo's been very good, but uh, you know, during the course this year he's made some mistakes. You're like, Oh my god, what was that? And they turn into big plays for the defenses. Uh San Francisco, if you look at the Vegas odds, could be coming from behind. Uh, do you like the Baltimore defense at all this week? I, I understand it. Um, I'm not sure they're probably better than like the teams surrounding them. Like I'd play them over the Bengals or the bucks, uh, probably the chiefs. So yeah, they make, they make sense there, but I, I don't know if they, I don't know if I would rather than pay $500 more than the Cardinals. All right. I, I got you. I'm uh, I think you're a little more in on the Cardinals than I am. I'd go, I'd go Cleveland and Baltimore instead. It's not that I'm in on the Cardinals. I'm out on the Rams. You love the Cardinals. All right. Got it. <laughs> Kenyon Drake, Kyler Murray, Cardinals defense. Yeah, yeah it's all makes the sense. Ram, the Rams offense and Jared Goff look bad enough that uh, I could I could see that. You could see some turnovers getting the game, especially if Arizona scores a little bit and then Goff has to come from behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the my favorite defense, and they're a little bit priced up on DraftKings at 3,800, but they're 4,700 Fando where the defenses are kind of a little more similar is Carolina. Um, multiple sacks and 10 straight games for the Panthers. Dwayne Haskins is going to make mistakes. We saw that last week. His accuracy is an issue. Washington allowed 17 sacks the last four weeks. I think that Carolina is probably the, the most upside defense in a, you know, in a, in a position that's almost hard. You know, we talked about before impossible to really project. Um, I think they're the, the kind of safest one with the most upside. I think that's a good call. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm surprised at the price difference between the Steelers and the Browns. Like, why are the Steelers the fourth most expensive defense on DraftKings? They've just had so many games with, like, the big turnovers and big plays, and Minka Fitzpatrick seems to score every other week. <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes. But I would I would certainly play Cleveland uh, this week against Hodges over Pittsburgh. Yeah, against seems that yeah, way. I, I would, too. Yeah. Um, I guess Philadelphia, but they're fully priced on FanDuel at 5000 there against uh, against the Dolphins. They had six sacks last week against Russell Wilson. Miami's allowed 22 sacks the last five weeks and a minimum of four sacks in four or five weeks. So uh, very exploitable there. They're, you know, they're 3,600 DraftKings, so priced up a little bit. Um, I just think I'm, uh, it's a week where you know if you want to play Christian McCaffrey, you want to get some of these receivers in, um, saving $1,000 on defense seems pretty appealing to me. Yeah, that's exactly how I looked at it. Anybody else uh, defense-wise, Jeff? How about uh, how about your New York Jets defense? Yeah, I think they make plenty of sense. Um, I think they're priced for Lindsey. Lindsey, though, not um, not Dalton. Not that he's like a great play, but um, yeah. I uh, and the the only other one I looked at is just they're so cheap on Fanduel. Thirty-nine hundred on Fanduel is the Chargers at Denver. Uh, Denver's allowed multiple sacks in five straight games. You're facing Brandon Allen, who has has been struggling recently. Um, I just think that uh, I don't know. I think it, it, it was a home. I'd do it. I just don't think I want to do that out on the road for the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. I apologize to Ryan Finley for calling him Lindsay for some reason. 
I apologize that I didn't even correct you because yeah. it didn't. It just kind of. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lindsay, that sounds pretty close. Yeah, there is a quarterback named Lindsay somewhere, right? Maybe there, there definitely is. Uh, I'm trying to think who it is, but there was a, at some point. Yeah, I have a friend with the last name Lindsay. I might be thinking of him too. So I don't know. <laughs> um, he was the interim quarterback. Else? Yeah, he might have been. No, yeah. I was our interim quarterback. Oh, there we go. I once actually got a uh, I got a uh, a charge to the intramural department a violation of uh, dress code because I, my shorts got ripped off and I played the whole rest of the game in my boxers. Huh? Yeah, I got an official uh, official uh, call into the uh, the athletic department. The le- the good thing was that I was the head of intramural sports, so the complaint went directly to me. Oh, I was gonna say, did you actually wear pants to the meeting? <laughs> no, I I told the person that called that uh, we'd be looking right into it and uh, never did again. Never did, of course. Well, you did look into who, it. You just looked down. <clears throat> who calls Who calls in someone in their boxers playing intramural football in, at college? <sighs> Killers, man. That's just awful. It's just yeah. So another uh, another uh, another story in my my long storied past. <laughs> so, ever uh, anybody else uh, you want to talk about? Anything else that uh, is on your mind? Nope. I think that's good. Cool. Um, Again, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we appreciate that always. Thanks to our sponsor, Yahoo Fantasy Sports, for the sponsorship all season long. Again, if you could please rate over the podcast, that'd be fantastic. If you want to follow Andrew on Twitter, he is at Rotowire Andrew. I am at Scott Jensted. Any questions or anything on there, we'd be happy to answer. Stuff you want to discuss on future podcasts, we'd also do that. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a great week 13. We'll be back at you next week. Take care. All righty. Good stuff. Absolutely. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.